Hello everyone, welcome to the LFG cast, your one-stop shop for everything lifting, feasting, and gaming related. This week I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, an up-and-coming streamer in the Destiny community, and a big lore nerd with even bigger biceps. Say hello. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, I'm Zeph and Blade. I'm super happy to be here on the channel to discuss things with my buddy Phantom King. Yeah, so tonight, well, we're recording this on a Thursday night, but if you're listening to this after it's already aired, we are going to do a different style of episode. We're going to have just an in-depth discussion, and we're just going to essentially talk until we've got all of our points out. And yeah, so if you like Destiny, then buckle in because you're... Uh, you're in for a treat. So the first thing I want to mention is uh, Bungie's being a little. They're they're keeping their cards a little close to their uh, vest here, and that that mm -hmm. in the past has been a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people in the community that have pointed out when Bungie doesn't really go and talk about what they're doing in the short term, that tends to be kind of like meh so what do you mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think is going to happen about uh what do you think is going to happen with season 11 on june uh, 9th? okay so uh before i completely go into what i think is going to happen this season i'm actually a fan of them playing it close to the vest this time okay um because i think that by revealing any little bit of what could happen in the beginning of next season, you know, whatever it is, um, mm -hmm. I think that they would spoil what's going to happen with the Almighty. Because, of course, I mean, we can assume that either it is going to hit the tower or it is not, right? I mean, that's that's the right. binary of what's going to happen with yeah, this thing. Yeah, there's, there's one of two options. Either mm -hmm. something hits the tower, whether it's debris or the full Almighty, or... Yeah. Rasputin fires his laser into the sky and breaks the Almighty up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we know what's going to happen in that case, but, I mean, the details of it of, like, is Rasputin going to succeed, or is that Guardian going to become unfrozen and be like, I've got this, and pull Captain America and, like, pull oh, the ship away? Please. Are the Darkness ships going to destroy it? You know, like, what is going to happen? But as far as that, like, we know the binary, but I think in revealing how it's been destroyed, uh, they're going to give away a part of next season. And I, I mean, with all the frequency and data mining that kind of uh, ran rampant, especially at the end of this season, I'm very glad they're playing it close to the best and they're just giving us, like, hmm. character trailers right now. So I like that they're doing that. Uh yeah okay uh, i just want to give a big shout out because everyone heard their ears just blew up with that notification sound thank you pop and lock 232 for the twitch prime sub so um yeah okay my my hope is that our boy that's frozen in the the slowdown right that's been stuck there since it's been at least post red war so he's been there for at least three years at this point we don't yep. know if it happened in forsaken specifically um i want i want that to like be a thing like i think that would be really cool for bungie 
to like have a cut scene where like Zaval is like, oh, Guardian, like Rasputin needs you to go put these uh these charges on the Almighty for whatever reason, right? Like something, mm. you know, something dumb like that. And we go there and we get a cut scene where like we figure out how to break the the time stasis, right? Or like mm -hmm. something like that. Right. I mean, we're God killers at this point. Like, I don't care if Bungie's like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to be the one that saved him. Like, I don't care. Give me something mm -hmm. new. Yeah. Uh, but I see what you're saying. I it's it's getting close. I had to turn my field of view down again today to like 55. Yeah. But this morning yep. when I logged in, it's like there now. Like it's. Oh, it's very present. I have a good picture that I can send you later. Um, and also I, I, I started a. I started a trend in the tower where we're all standing on the box and there's like seven of us with the Dawn Shades emote. Um, okay. <laughs> super cool. But right. yeah, it's it's there now. Like, it is hard not to see if you're looking in the right place. So, before we get into, like, into the fall, because that's going to be, like, another big segment of, of this episode, um, there was something I specifically wanted to say about, about this season and, and the stuff with the almighty mm -hmm. and i can't remember it off the top of my head i lost my train of thought um god no like it's so like like it's like it's there it's like hype's there i logged in this morning i i have a screenshot i took of it too like it's it's big they've got the big cabal music playing right mm -hmm. like Valst arc is in the tower bon <laughs> Uh, but I really, I'm really intrigued where next season's going to go mm -hmm. because we all thought it was going to be Felwinter and we all thought it was going to be Siva and we all thought it was going to be this, this big whole thing. And then we get the Felwinter quest line and Bungie's like, essentially Bungie kind of told us that Siva's not happening next season. Like unless something yeah. weird happens. Also, if anyone is interested, my name and uh, my name is Bife and Mylan Games just both posted videos about Siva and where it stands in the current lore and if it could come back. And I think Bife said that there's one account besides Resputin possibly making Siva, which is kind of hard to believe because his programming is designed to like detect danger and give humanity what it needs beforehand. Um there's in the lore there's a ship that's like 900 billion light years away or something that had siva on it and bife thinks that it's a it's an exodus ship because they were the only ships that were told to go out into space and not come back and all the yep. exodus ships had siva on them instead of tools um mm -hmm. but like oh that's i was gonna ask you a question I've got a question from chat that we'll get to in a second, but my question sure. to you about the Almighty is Do you want another destroyed tower? Mm. Okay, right, well if they're gonna have the Almighty crash, I want the tower to be destroyed. Don't like unless we shoot it and like a piece of debris comes and you know it opens up a new area in the tower. Like some but like We've already had one destroyed tower. Mm -hmm. Two, if you technically count zero hour, because we're going back to the destroyed tower. 
bring back the farm i would love the farm to come back in all honesty but what do you like do you want them to destroy the tower three years after we have dealt with a destroyed tower uh okay so i think it could be interesting but my issue with that is then it becomes like a comics event you know of like oh man the tower's destroyed and now we've rebuilt it so everything's fine but now we know it's serious because the tower is destroyed again but it's fine we'll just rebuild it but don't worry next season the tower is destroyed and that's exciting like so yeah. i think it'll destroy if anything i think our current social space will take damage and be battle scarred which i think will be really cool but i think it's gonna like destroy part of the old tower and open up some of those vaults that they talk about in the lore pieces, and those start to get uncovered. Like the Cryptarch um, vaults from the ones that we zero see hour. in Zero Hour? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think those are going to start to be uncovered and unfortunately Ooh. opened. Because there's stuff like, I mean, Outbreak was there, and there are samples of SIVA, and there are Ahamkara bones in there. Yeah, and if some of that God. starts to get out into the open and is exposed to the general populace and also our enemies, I think that's more exciting than having our social space being destroyed. I agree. Uh, Hell's Purge in chat said, bring it down, down with the tower, and Pop and Lock says, bring back the farm, question mark? Again, I'm a fan of the farm, personally. I don't think Bungie utilized it enough. Um, and I think that was one of the complaints with the vanilla campaign of D2 was that we got our powers back too soon, the farm was there for like, I don't know, because you can speed through that D2 campaign if you only do the story missions. The ta the farm is there for like, what, a couple hours? And then it completely becomes irrelevant until you do zero hour and you do... um. Well, when I was playing vanilla, the fastest I've ever finished the vanilla D2 campaign before New Light, and I don't have a New Light character because why would I delete my characters? But uh, yeah. the fastest I've ever finished the D2 campaign is an hour and a half on my hunter i'm just speeding yeah. through it the whole campaign yeah. in an no, hour and a half you, you can i believe it uh pop and lock says i feel like they had a decent thing going for d2 story and they kind of abandoned it yeah yeah because activision again stepped in and the same thing that happened with d1 happened with d2 there there are reports and i know a lot of it is has yet to be like fully confirmed by Bungie and like Luke Smith and stuff. But there are reports that pretty much confirm D2 was scrapped halfway through development again, mm -hmm. which sucks because you can see something in the start of the D2 vanilla campaign. You can see the pieces with the cinematics and all the things like you can see everything. There's this great, I was replaying it the other day on my Titan and because I made two new new light characters, one to mm -hmm. Sherpa praised beast through the campaign. He's really liking it so far. And one to just kind of role play and just be able to like write stuff outside of the game and just experience a Titan character. And there's this great moment on Nessus where you tell Cade Zavala needs him. And Cade goes, did Ikora hear that? And Ghost says, no, we can't, we don't know where she is. And Cade has this moment where he just goes, Io. It's, it's where she'd go to look for answers. But he gets so somber about it. And replaying that scene and looking at that, I'm like, why does he like, why wouldn't it be a moment of like, oh my God, I know where she is. She's on Io, go to Io, go find her. But instead he's like, Io, no, no, it's, it's, it's where she'd go. That's where she'd go to find answers. And 
I was just like, what could they have done? And I know mm -hmm. that they've teased. I told you this when I was in Discord. I had found a scannable object, and Ghost talks about um, the Vex talking about uh, the Infinite Forest, mm -hmm. and that was in. I don't remember finding that in Vanilla, but I doubt they went back specifically to Vanilla missions to put things in there. So like, Bungie knew from the get-go they were gonna do Curse of. Like I know they they said they were gonna do Curse of Osiris, but. By the time D2 shipped, they were like, we're going to do the Infinite Forest. Like, they knew that was already going to be a thing. Yeah, um, I mean, that was, um, that's in variants of the Pyramidian Strike. You get hits of that on uh, going through IO for the investigate features. It's in the lore. I mean, it's, it's everywhere if you know where to look, but you right. got to do some digging for that. So speaking of IO, two <laughs> things. I tagged you in something on Twitter today. I don't know if you yes, saw. I did see that. Yes. There is apparently a map on, I think it's Bungie.net, mm -hmm. where Io is gone. Everything is intact but Io. The yeah. Dreaming City, the Tangled Shore, Nessus, like everything's there, but Io is just a gray circle. And mm -hmm. apparently people are also seeing a strange light on Io. Do you think uh, that's yes. in tied to the darkness ships that are in the system um, now? Uh, I do. I think it's, I mean, the possibilities as I see them for IO, because I mean, I've been telling you, I've been telling you this whole time, the moons aren't going to survive. Maybe not like some of them might, but the moons are out of here, dude. Like that's, the moons are just gone. That's going to be like really interesting because like, how are you, they're essentially going to have to instance that for new light players. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because you think they'd be able to do that for Cade. Eh, you think, but. Yeah. That's right, a whole so, different bag of worms. Yeah, that's we'll well, we'll get into that. So so go ahead. Um what do you so see I, happening to Io? So what I see happening is that either it's ascertained that Io is critical to Rasputin's defense network, and so instead of taking down the satellites as a flex, they're like, okay, fine, and just take down Io. <laughs> um Okay. It's like I, why would we let you just Rasputin make more satellites? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other option I see is the Vex finally actually Makina forming Io. Like, you uh, mean like, ne like Nessus? Yes. Okay. Using the Pyramidian and actually using that gate, and instead of having an infinite gate, uh, have things come out of it, you know, and finally just be like, nope, we're done. This is so ours more, now. So, more or less, use the Pyramidian as Vault of Glass 2.0 correct except maybe with... oh no they do vex handle in time so yeah that could mm -hmm. work completely mm -hmm. yeah oh my god but... why have we not had like a full-blown vex invasion strike or like like we have the tree we have the infinite forest and we have the pyramidian like i know i yeah. like dabbled it and that's what we did in season of the undying mm -hmm. and that's what gardens of salvation is but like yep. we should have like a full was... like thing like that that was kind of what they were trying to do with Vex Offensive, which, like, I understand, but also, hmm, seems unlikely. But that was something wasted with a season, I think. Yeah, the third option, which I find out of all these kind of theoretical options, what I find to be the most likely is that Sabathun finally makes her move. Um, because we have that festering core strike, and we know from Whisper of the Worm that not only is the Pyramidian compromised, but literally like deep into the core of the moon has been taken. 
and is yeah. seething with taken energy. So it's only a matter of time before it worms, haha, its way from inside out. Um, and the moon itself is just taken. Okay. I've got I've got two point I got two thoughts about that. Okay. I agree I think that'd be cool as shit. Have Savathun finally like make the chest move, right? You know, mm -hmm. like start mm -hmm. the game. Like really start yep. playing the game. Yep. Because now she's just been setting the board. But mm -hmm. I want that. I want it to be like this transitional thing between season 11 into the fall expansion. Now, I know the fall expansion yeah. from what we've seen is going to deal with Europa and most likely the darkness. But there's nothing saying that Savathun and the darkness aren't connected, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the hive have mm -hmm. been servants of the darkness since forever, right? Yeah. I mean, or that connection, it's just, it's inexorable. Yeah. Right. So... I would love to see almost like a pre-patch, kind of like old school World of Warcraft, like Wrath of the Lich King style. Remember mm. the Scourge Plague where it was like the pre-patch before Wrath of the Lich King, the Scourge invaded Azeroth mm -hmm. and everyone started becoming undead and everyone started succumbing to the Scourge. I would love to see something like that where towards the end of season 11, if that's the move Bungie makes and they play the Savathun card and that's what's going to happen to Io within the expansion, mm -hmm. have a Taken invasion. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how they set up the Taken King where it's like, oh, we went to Phobos and that's when the invasion starts. But like, no, yeah. have the end of that season, like the last week kind of be like this rolling, like there's more Taken on Io. The Taken move to more places. You just, you know, if you do the Pyramidian Strike, it, it's a more likely chance to be taken. Mm -hmm. uh, or when Deathwing torched every settlement. Yeah, like like that. I think mm -hmm. that would be really a really cool way for Bungie to not only engage the player base, maybe throw a quest into it that's been that's able to be like done in a week and it's like, oh, you have to stop this taken invasion. Maybe they're moving towards the last place the Traveler rested, right? Because mm -hmm. we still don't know what's over there. We've mm -hmm. only seen it. Right, I don't think we've actually gone to the last resting spot of the Traveler. Uh, it is possible to glitch into that area, but we have never visited it. Right. So, have something where it's like the Taken are gathering their forces. Like, Ikora mm -hmm. bugs out. She's she's like, Asher sending word the Taken are mobilizing on Io. They're making their way to where the Traveler last landed. We need you to get there. And like, you have to go there and you have to fight your way, you know, through a bunch of Taken, and after you fight a bunch of Taken, then, like, a quest pops up, and then it brings you to that thing, and whatever you find there mm -hmm. is, like, they unlock that door, purposefully keep it, like, locked off until the end of that week, and right before reset, that Monday, they unlock that door, and everyone who's made it to that point gets to experience what's going to come the next day. I think that would be, like, the biggest thing Bungie could do to invest every guardian into like really into the next expansion yep that would be cool because i mean some of the failings of the past events have just been like oh okay neat if there are like yeah you know a million other guardians doing the vex offensive i'm just gonna go back to crucible i'm looking at you hunters but uh yeah there's a million other guardians doing Vex offensive, and there's a million other guardians doing Seraph Towers, and like, why, 
why do I care? But one of the things that motivates um, Guardians, and particularly, mm -hmm. we'll expand it even more, we'll go to the macro. The thing that experience or um, makes a lot of players invested and motivated is getting to experience or have a shiny before anyone else. So oh, if yeah. you were to give them that thing where it's like, oh, if you do this thing, you'll get to see it like a day early, or you'll get to see oh, this yeah. thing a day early, have it a day early, I guarantee you people would come out of the woodwork just for that. Oh my god, yeah. And like, mm -hmm. make it, and we don't know, this could happen, like, people from Bungie might actually stumble upon this and be like, oh my god, they've like figured, like, wow, that's really, they're really good, they, they know what we're doing, or this could not happen at all. I'm erring mm -hmm. on the side of it's probably not going to happen. But mm -hmm. they could set it up in a way. It's a quest that's like easy to obtain, right? Don't mm -hmm. make it a don't make it a, a community quest. Like maybe have an area set up like when the moon relaunched, where it's like the mm -hmm. battle for the moon, and you see the ships flying in in the cutscene. Like do yeah. something like that, but have the quest tied to you, where you have to kill. I don't know, say something stupid like a thousand taken. Right, specifically on IO, like make it yeah. on IO, like don't spread it out. Give them a week from Tuesday at launch. Have a cutscene with Ikora show up, send you to IO. You know, mm -hmm. say you do, you know, you get a hundred taken kills, and then the quest pops up, and then you go into that cutscene of you flying over IO, and like here's like okay, all these guardians have been retaliating against the taken movement. You get your next hundred kills in that like in that quest, and then you you get a little cutscene of you like making it to the outskirts of the the zone, mm -hmm. and then that Monday Bungie opens the door and they're like, okay, here's a there's a quest on Io. Mm -hmm. Something is calling. Something is pulling your ghosts to Io. Mm -hmm. um, the ghosts roll up. So oh, cool. did you ever play? I swear I'm gonna loop this back, but did, did you ever play Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core? Yes, that's okay. my that's one of my favorite Final Fantasy games. That's why I uh, love first Final of Fantasy VII. Man of Culture. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I apologize in advance, but they're going to be spoilers for the end of this game. But also, the game is 13 years old, and if you haven't played it, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, so you know the final mission where yeah. just like they're the endless waves of I've... enemies. I, listen, I wanted you to know something because since the remake came out, my mm -hmm. friends have played it and they've talked about all the changes in the remake. And yeah. I have on multiple occasions referenced how I think one of... Yeah, we were talking about this last night. I think one of the greatest scenes in gaming history is that like last mission in Crisis yeah. Core. But oh, it on. hurts. Oh. It hurts. But so what I want is to kind of borrow from your inspiration here and have the mission i honestly i want it to be a solo mission but if it could be a fire team mission right um and i want it to start off pretty easy with just like the taken thrall and the taken scions right yeah. but then by the end as you get close to this proverbial door whatever it might be but as you get close to the objective i want there to be like the Taken Colossi. I want there to be Taken Knights. I yes, want there to be all, like, all the Minotaurs and Hydras. It just turns um, into like Shattered Throne and like they're just everywhere. And yeah, it's just a I, swarm. I want it to be insurmountable. Like we might not know it, but I actually want it to be insurmountable unless you cheese it. 
and it's a darkness zone. And when you die, instead of going to a wipe screen, that's when the cutscene plays. That would, oh my God. Bungie, Demon, I'm literally going to tag uh, DMG. I'm gonna, when I post this tomorrow, I'm going to tag him in this and I'm going like, please listen. We are mm -hmm. some of like the most avid lore guardian fans ever. Please just like listen to this. Like this is something mm -hmm. that we know a lot of people personally would just love. That would be amazing. Like you literally, you can't beat the mission, but that's the point. Yeah. And that's when you like that touch is the, the door. Oh. Yep. That's the lead into either the next season or the expansion or whatever it is. But like, you know, you are going to lose. Your light is about to be extinguished. For all intents and purposes, you have lost. So and like the survive something. mission at the end of Reach where you just fight until you die. Kind of, but yeah. like in this, but you don't die in this. Like, that's the point. It's like you essentially get pushed back into this city or this town or whatever this like because we don't know what it really is right you get pushed into the back of it because you're just being overwhelmed and in the cutscene, the door opens and you go in and then it shuts behind you mm -hmm. but isn't it uh, obvious you get your light back again well no 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 it's not this is nothing to do with that this is something completely different so i well i could address that because if we're gonna have this i mean now we're gonna entertain the notion of darkness subclasses which was brought up earlier in the chat yes purge um, wants to know how you feel about that so first of all i think it's an interesting option and it adds a lot of player agency uh especially like if you have to choose of what are you gonna do you can only do one or the other what is your guardian what is your headcanon what are you going to do are you siding with uh -huh. the drifter or are you siding with the yeah. vanguard yeah, and then, like, later on, once there's some endgame content, it's like, all right, you can switch between light and dark subclasses, whatever. Yeah, like, like, they're you, probably going to do that. You earn, the, you earn yeah. the ability to balance yourself. Yes. Which is but initially, a lot of lore. But initially, you have to choose. So that could be the thing beyond the door Spicy. of, like, the dark is what saves you, not the light. Because the light, I mean, so many times, especially once we're in the pyramid ship, we've heard, like, the light can't save you here. Like, you, you're in a place where that light oh, yeah. cannot reach. You're Whoa. in a darkness zone. You're in our territory now. So it's going to be the darkness that saves you. And that's when you start to realize that there's more to this relationship between light and dark, between sky and deep. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole thing with Eris. Mm -hmm. Eris was in a zone where the light could not reach her. Yeah. So I mean, she the adapted. Only... Yeah, the only way, and I mean, this is theoretical, but from the lore, the only way she escaped is because she made a wish on an Ahamkara bone. The light did nothing for her yeah. when Crota was coming. There's, um, Aztec Cross made a, he made a video the day or two ago talking about the Almighty in the sky, and he talked about that the, the Traveler looked different, and people were saying, you're mm -hmm. probably looking at the back of it, because it rotates. Mm -hmm. I didn't yep. know it rotated. Then someone said, well, it's almost done repairing itself. And he was like, what if the Traveler tries to leave again? Because that's literally all it does is it benefits a, a, a society, right? Like a civilization. Yeah. And when the darkness rolls up, the Traveler dips. It's all it's yeah, done it's out. for like its lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. What if the Traveler is trying to leave now? Uh, I could see that. That would be um, the Travelers, the Darkness. Um, so oh, yeah. I could see... That's another big boy lore. 
big boy theory. I could see the Traveler actually dipping. And okay. that being, I could see that happening, and then the House of Light and Mithrax teaming up with us and being like, hey, we get it. That sucks. You know? <laughs> or guides the darkness. That's interesting. Uh, so what, I, what I'm interpreting from what you're saying, Pop and Lock, is that you think that the Traveler and the darkness kind of have a Silver Server and Galactus relationship, for lack of a better analogy. You think that the Traveler is kind of the harbinger of the darkness? Yeah, kind of like how Illidan was the harbinger of the Burning Legion, right? Mm, okay. Like the bur the Burning Crusade was, Illidan was the, we thought Illidan was the bad guy because he was portrayed as working with the Legion. Yeah. One exists with the other, there's an association. Well, I mean, so you mentioned that and the director of Destiny 2, sorry for your loss, bro. Um, <laughs> the director of Destiny 2 on a tweet, what, a couple weeks ago? Luke Smith, who's a big World of Warcraft fan, yep. tweeted, and someone was theorizing about what happens next, right? And Luke Smith, his tweet, all it read was, you are not prepared. That was spooky. Yep. And everyone was like, everyone knows, everyone knows he's a big, he's a big World of Warcraft nerd, right? And it was like, oh shit the betrayer and everyone thinks the betrayer is Aldrin, right what if it's not what if it's the traveler what if like ghost doesn't even realize right like ghost is just along for the ride he's just like i my whole sole purpose is to protect you and to get you powered to fight and stand on your own and then the traveler just is fucking like all right peace here comes the dark boys oh my god well because there's the scene uh. at the end of shadow keep where you have that vision with yourself where yep. the darkness essentially turns into you and talks to you. Mm -hmm. uh, have you... There is an exotic ship called... What is it? Unsecure Outcry. I forget what season it's from. Um, but have you read the lore on Unsecure Outcry? Is that the oh. one about... Is that the one about Aldrin hiding in the... No, that is... Um, God, that was the one from the Dawning. Okay. But no, I don't know what this one is. So, Unsecure Outcry, to summarize that lore piece, because it's a Rasputin readout, so, of course, it needs to be deciphered, because oh none God. of his shit is ever straightforward. Um, it basically says that he's arming himself, and if these conditions happen, like, if the light is loosening, we're going to arm the Devalen cores, um, if we're oh in Yuga God, Sundown. the Devalen cores. Yeah. All this stuff, and it's just like how Rasputin is still in effect kind of super advanced, right? Obviously the most advanced yeah. weapon, but very childlike in his approach and how he pieces together culture. So yeah, he's yeah. pulling from all these things like Yuga Sundown, I mean, and Devalen Cores. Like, we already have two different cultures that he's just weaving together that now it's coded because he understands their meaning. He's just using the words in an interesting way. Right, because right, right. Rasputin, for all of his power, he understands that language is not a void, but he doesn't, he's not, he's going for the connotations more than the words themselves. Um, and so basically it's like, if the traveler has failed or if the traveler is has left, here's the contingency, is what that ship says. That's the lore on it. Ooh. So speaking of lore, because I know we're getting into, we're going way off of where I wanted to take this episode, but that's okay. We might have to do another mm -hmm. one next week. 
where we oh that's fine I'm talk down. about the the d the deal the expansion debate but there was I watched Bife's video last night that he posted a um, couple days the ago. The seed of light, or the seed. The, not seed, the seed of light. Yeah, the yeah. seed. So I was like, "Oh my god, Osiris has been essentially prophesizing about this thing since he was risen." Marasov, way before anything happened, all the way back in, like, House of Wolves, told Brother Vance, oh, when you see Osiris again, tell him to plant the seed. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm led to believe Marasov knew Osiris was coming back. Yeah. Mar Marasov seems to be one of these characters that I think is way more omniscient than we give her credit for. Mm hmm And then I read the lore piece, and it's like, he has the seed. Yep. Do you think how important do you think that seed's gonna be come the fall? Because I don't think it'll be important next week, but I think it'll be important in the fall at least. Do um, you think it'll come into the mainstream lore where it's like, oh, absolutely, ref referenced in the fall? Absolutely gonna be important um, in my mind because there's stuff from two, three, four, five, six seasons ago that comes into play now, and you're like, ah, Bungie, clever. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, there's no way that something that features in a lore piece that important that they did a blog post on that's referenced in multiple pieces that was at the end of the Shadowkeep campaign. There's no way that they don't use that kind of so, MacGuffin later on, right? Yeah. Um, speaking, so I think that might, that would be a really interesting way to tie the Traveler to the Darkness. Mm -hmm. Right? Because the Shard of the Traveler, Tyra Karn tells you that she doesn't trust the pull of the Shard of the Traveler. Mm -hmm. What if she was right? What if the Shard of the Traveler and the EDZ got corrupted? Mm -hmm. And they, and, well, I mean, and whoever, like, really, go ahead. I was going to say the question remains then, by what or by who? Theory would, the, 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 the most notable theory or the one that would hold the most water would be Sabathun. Or the darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Sabathun, because the forest has always had a very... Even though there are a lot of fallen around there, the forest always feels kind of taken. Mm -hmm. Right? So, what if... And, you know... What if, what if the shard was corrupted? Right? And what if, say, Sabathun wanted us to get our... Like, she saw Gaul, and she was like... She was like, you know what? I didn't actually think that Gaul was going to do this. I didn't think he, you know, all right, I want you to get your light back. Like, she's setting everything up. So say the shard's corrupted mm -hmm. and our ghost can't tell the difference. It's masked, mm -hmm. right? The signal's masked. He thinks it's the light. He's like, oh shit. That plus say they use the seed to be sort of a light artifact. Mm -hmm. Like that's why Osiris comes out of the, the forest. That's why he's like, you know what I saw. Because Rasputin yeah. tells him where it is. Rasputin knows where the seed is. Yep. So, what if the seed is either what links the light and the darkness together, right? Like, it's almost like a dichotomy. You can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Or what if the seed was, like, a pure form of the Traveler? Or, like, it's, it's the purity of the light... And, you know, say the Traveler is corrupted or say, you know, the darkness made the Traveler out of the seed and it gave it some of the seed's light. Like, 
I think that would be really cool. If if they uh, decided to go that way, it'd be it's really way out there in left field. I know, but I just think I think it'd be interesting. So I definitely know what it is. I definitely think it would be interesting, and there's obviously a relationship. You, as much as they are at war with each other, you cannot have the light without the darkness, and vice versa. You can't have yeah. in the lore the sky without the deep. Um, those are just. Even mm. the Hive with their flawed sword logic and how they're like, oh, there's only going to be one thing left at the end of the universe. And like, no, there isn't. There are going to be two things left and neither of them are you. Yeah. Um, that's, it's funny because that's the big thing in, in WoW right now that people are like, well, what if the light's evil? What if the light's not good? And it's like, now that WoW's exploring a, a cosmology chart and they're really trying yeah. to go on a more cosmic scale now, that's a big mm -hmm. debate. It's like, well, at the end of the world, what if nothing exists but light and darkness? Because it's like mm -hmm. void didn't exist until light was out there. Yeah. And light cast its shadow, and that's when the void was created to balance mm -hmm. it. So I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but so the speculation on that, I want to do one more part, and then we'll talk about the trailers that came out. Because um, we've been well, at this for like... Almost before minutes. we get there, okay. before we get there, I, the one more thing you said about corrupting the shard, I could see it being Savathun. I that's not my main guess because honestly, I have like a million theories flying around in my head, but mm -hmm. I could see it being Savathun for the sole reason that, um, like we know it's been there for a little while, right. but Savathun, in all of her wisdom, has innumerable supercomputers doing calculations for her in the center of a black mm -hmm. hole because she's Savathun and she does that. Uh, and the only reason I could see her allowing us getting our light back is because we killed Oryx. And so if we're that strong, literally all she wants to do is fatten us up and kill us so that she can add our power to her throne. Oh, fatten us up and kill us. Yep. That sounds yep. familiar. That with strength. Well, I was that was gonna be my last point. Alright. So uh my last point I was gonna make was they uh Bungie likes to like drop lines just out of the blue, right? That like they're throw you think they're throwaway lines. I was playing Gambit, and this relates to the trailer we got. I was playing Gambit, and it was the start of the match, we were in the the taunting room as I like mm -hmm. to call it. And Drifter goes, <clears throat> you think Callus is gonna help you? Yeah. He's just waiting to buy you out. And I was like, huh, Bungie? Hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of theories about Callus not really wanting our help. We did what he wanted. He wanted Gaul mm -hmm. gone because he wanted to yep. reclaim control of the cabal empire mm -hmm. why is he still here besides the fact the leviathan's dead right you know yeah we've taken out its engines we've taken out its navigation it's just it's just sitting there now um why is uh so cal is giving us bad juju because you know he, yeah there's he knew what that was. There's no way oh, he's absolutely. just. There's no way he's just like, oh yeah, I found this skull that talks to me. Uh, yeah, here, take it. It looks weird. He's like, oh, Toland the the wise, you say, and he probably talked yeah. to Toland a shit ton. 
so a lot of people meme on Callus because like the raid is a year one raid and he's been killed with every single exotic and he's basically like space grandpa and everybody's like oh ha ha Callus. but in the lore he's actually one of the most powerful ancient and intelligent creatures in the destiny universe oh yeah because i think i have the the d2 collector's edition mm -hmm. and i'm gonna pull that out and show everybody on screen Ooh, nice cabal box right and in mm -hmm. the book they give you a book with letters written from callus and even in the lore books from the menagerie like the chronicon mm -hmm. i know a lot of the chronicon can be argued to be conjecture but uh mm -hmm. yes We're, we're essentially told by Bungie that Callus has ruled over the Cabal Empire for hundreds of years. Yeah. Like, this this thing with Gaul taking over, mm -hmm. that was a recent thing. I, I assume yeah. that happened right around the time of, I would put it in between House of Wolves and Taken King. Mm-hmm. Because the message going out to the Cabal Empire, that didn't go to Callus. I don't think that went to Callus. I think that message no. went to went to Gaul. Yeah, it went to the Red Legion. You have uh, you're on the Dreadnought, and at the end of that strike, they're like trying to send a message, and mm -hmm. they never mention Callus. They're like, it's mentioned something about the Legion or like the Red. Like I distinctly remember that from that strike in Taken. Yeah, 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 that was the uh, was that the Brothers? No, that wasn't Shield Brothers. It was um. It was the one, there's a Taken boss at the end. Like, you go into the ship. Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. Yeah. Okay. Which, again, I'm still down to play D1. But, yes. Um, in the so grand scheme of... If this season Rebels, is ass, we might have to. I mean, we might have to. There's the, there's the big C, the content. So, what we're led to believe is that in the grand scheme of the universe, it was relatively recently that Gaul took it over. Yeah. And that's literally just because Callus was, like, bored, you know? Um, he was looking for ways to amuse himself. And, and he literally he let them stage stage a queue, and he was like... Did he let them stage a coup, or was, like, was he blindsided by that? I mean, he wasn't blindsided. He knew it was coming, because if you read the lore on the weapons from the Leviathan, like, he knew what was going to happen. He just didn't oh, it's, care. Oh, it stares back and stuff? Yeah, well, that's more... That's more about when the Leviathan, yes, those weapons, but that's when the Leviathan gets to the actual literal edge of the universe and they stop because they're stopped by something or rather capital N nothing. They're stopped by nothing. Right. And, and that's when Chaos goes out. Okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Oh, now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, inaugural address, uh, midnight coup. Yeah. All because Chaos mm -hmm. cut the balls off of one cabal. <laughs> Callus yep, took some guys cabals. Why. Yep, that was it. And uh, um, then, yeah, it stared back and alone as a god. That's when Callus realizes what's coming and what the void is, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, and that's when he really just becomes this hedonistic. He regains his fire, but he becomes super hedonistic because he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to enjoy everything in excess in the moment because everything's going to end. I have seen the end of all things. So now I'm just going to make it a party and i'm gonna be space andrew wk like why not pretty, Live it up. pretty much yeah and so the only reason we are alive is because we continue to amuse him and then second on that list is we're useful oh yeah 
Also, it's it's really convenient how Crown of Sorrow is specifically a Leviathan, like because they could have mm -hmm. done Crown of Sorrow anywhere, right? Theoretically, yeah. any place with a Hive presence, they could have done. Like Crown of Sorrow could have been a Moon Raid. Could have been a Titan. Could have been a Titan Raid. Could could have been a perfect Titan Raid. But they were like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. This guy's specifically in on Callus's ship in the underbelly, yep. where Callus does the menagerie, where there's a shit ton of Hive because Callus mm -hmm. was like, put this crown on. Callus mm -hmm. knew what was happening. Callus knew. Yeah, he knew it was on. a trap. Oh, yeah, he was like, you're going to wear the crown, and then I'm just going to lock you downstairs in the basement. Yeah, Galran um, was literally created to wear the crown because Callus was like, nah, this is a trap. I don't trust like that. Because of the conversations that Callus and Oryx have had together. Oh, I didn't know that. You're going to tell me that for another time because I want to get to these these trailers. So, yes. Bungie, in an interesting hand of fate, Bungie leaked a trailer, which I kind of think they did on purpose. The Instagram trailer that got taken down. Yep. Yep. Which came Paris. out was released today. Yes. Right. Right. But I think so. I think they they teased it on purpose. I think they mm -hmm. wanted to give fans a little a little a little nibble. Yep. Right. And they wanted As people to start. And they wanted people to start theorizing. They wanted people to start guessing. Some people think that thing Eris does with her hand is going to be a kinetic subclass. Interesting. Okay. So like instead of an element, it's going to be just like just pure force right just like mm -hmm. raw pure energy with no attunement sure. to it right so that gets taken down and then we see what i think is arguably the better trailer because of oh, how way better. little it tells us mm -hmm. we see these doors open we see a ship fly out and the camera flips upside down and then inside the ship we see the drifter with literally a hood a rebreather on slumped over flipping a coin and when it gets to the end it lights it on fire like in gambit prime mm -hmm. and everyone loses their mind he's heading towards europa yep he's heading to the moons of jupiter no one yep. knows why he's not flying out of the derelict at least as far as we know he's not flying out of the derelict or the hull right because mm -hmm. we don't see a good shot some people think it's a it's a cabal ship with the way the doors open and like that, okay. that hex, that diamond pattern. So, why do you think Drifter's going to Europa? Because uh, we that can, is the we question. can, we can almost like under, we can almost definitively say Eris is going to Europa for one of two reasons. Marasov told her to, mm -hmm. and Marasov, yeah. and Marasov is on Europa, which God, I hope so. Uh, the darkness told her to because she's been having visions. Mm -hmm. Um, or they're going to do something with the Deepstone Crypt and we're going to get uh, Cade 7, which I, I don't know if I want Cade 7. Uh, I personally do not really want Cade 7 because I think the facts, before I get back to these other points, I think just briefly... I don't want Cade 7. As much as I loved Cade 6, as much as he added to the universe and he added to the Vanguard, just everything and the mm -hmm. way he was portrayed, uh, killing him and leaving him dead has been one of the most powerful catalysts and calls to action in the Destiny franchise. And bringing him back would mm -hmm. feel very cheap. And like what I was talking about earlier, how it would just be like a comic event, you know, it'd just be a summer event of, oh, he yeah. died, now he's back. 
You know, like, I mean, as much as we love the resurgence of the hero coming back, I think yeah. it's important that in some capacities, some of our heroes stay dead. Right. It takes the weight out of his death. It takes yeah. the severity out of his death. Mm -hmm. Especially because in Exo lore, if he comes back, you can't have him retain his memories. Yeah, no. Specifically, if he gets different Cade. specifically if he gets raised by another ghost, it'd be a completely different Cade. Mm -hmm. But he'll have something like some entombment of the cards or whatever. Pop and Lock says, "I felt it was a bad idea to kill one of the most likable characters. I would rather them do in Zavala. Now nah, it would not have the same weight. No, not Zavala, at all. I mean, like Zavala would not have made would not have rallied players enough behind that expansion. Mm -hmm. Zavala would not have the lasting impact." And in turn, it's easier now to make Zavala a stronger character because now, if you when you hear different things he says and reads different lore pieces, mm -hmm. Zavala is becoming, I don't want to say more hands-on, but I feel like Zavala is becoming the Zavala we saw in that like intro cutscene where he was risen and he was helping build yes. the city. Like Zavala yes. is becoming way more in touch with guardians like Ikora and Cade were because when Forsaken happens Zavala's like you can't go hunt Aldrin and the guardian just he's like we can't we have to protect our people we have to stay home Zavala's the guy in the coronavirus that's like we have to stay home right we're the guy that's like I'm gonna go find a cure like we're the doctor theoretically that says I'm gonna go find a cure that's an interesting take uh I I do agree that Zavala was very out of touch, and it was kind of like, oh, well, you can't go out there. We're not an army. We're not this. And I was like, well, okay, watch me. <laughs> like, all right, what what are you going to do? Um, mm -hmm. But I agree that Zavala needs more character development. He needs more yes. opportunities, aside from the fact that Lance Reddick is just, like, an immaculate voice actor. Indeed. Um, indeed. Imagine not being unbroken. Uh, so we, uh, we, uh, Zavala needs to do more and be given the opportunity to do more because he's been, this is a character that has been so wrapped up in responsibility and duty and following the rules and being like lawful good to the point that it's boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's good to see him flex a little bit and actually embrace and find some of that danger that actually got him to where he is, right? Like he, it's kind of like what Gaul is saying. He's forgotten the fear of death, you know? He just, yeah. he's been so concerned with wrapping everything up and keeping it in the tower and keeping it safe and everything's orderly. And that's, where there that's, needs to that's be a bit of a shakeup. Yeah, that's because of the Red War. Yeah. That really gave him, I think, like almost in a sense, like, not PTSD, but almost like anxiety where it's like, we have to be ready in case another race decides to make a full yeah. frontal assault on us again. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, at the end of the day, and like he is the Titan Vanguard and people know intellectually that he's a Titan, but I think people have forgotten that Zavala's a Titan. Zavala's like, a striker at, Titan. Yeah, he was at six fronts. He was at Twilight Gap. The walls wouldn't be standing. Right. Without Savala. That's why people's favorite moment of Savala was in season of uh season of the Warmind, 
where we've gotten that scene where he opens the door and literally reflects a scion bullet with his shoulder pad. And yeah. then just pulls just pulls origin story out and just blasts him in the face. Yep. And he's like, Stop. Anna, I'm on the ship. No. I like that. I think Anna is a good balance to Zavala. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Cade did a really good job to balance Ikora and Zavala, but I think Anna specifically is Zavala's balance. And I think reintroducing characters like Osiris mm-hmm. and Saint-14 can really help Zavala and Ikora kind of have more development. Because now Ikora's mentor from when she started the Vanguard, right before she started the Vanguard mm-hmm. from the comic, you know, if you read it, mm-hmm. he's back. Yeah. He doesn't really want to deal with Guardians. He wants to keep doing his own thing, but he's back. Mm-hmm. And he knows something's coming. Yeah. Thanks for spoiling the campaign. That's like... I'm sorry, Beast. That's like way down the line, though. I know. Well, this is a spoiler cast. I'm sorry. We spoiled Cade for him. Well... Uh, well he didn't buy Forsaken yet. It's That is unfortunate, I will, but also... Uh, I will a- say, Beast, it's not... It's not as unfortunate because you you would not be able... You only see Cade in cutscenes now because you won't be able to interact with him in the game. So when, you, when you're not playing a mission, you cannot find Cade in the world because things that have happened. It does suck, and I'm sorry that it happened, but like, it's not it's as sad. impactful on you as it was if it happened to us. Right? Uh, you're still going to be sad. Like when you've heard, even even knowing that it happens, you're still gonna you're gonna feel something. Yeah. Um, so don't worry. It's not like it's not like we took all the wind out of the sails. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though that with two Vanguard commanders having come back, right? Like we have Saint just chilling in the hangar. I feed the board. I feed my board, and we have Osiris doing. I mean, probably breaking the universe again, but like he is out in the world. Well, yeah, the last uh, thing the last thing we know about Osiris is that he his ship in Segura and himself were teleported from the edge of Seoul yeah. right in front of the sun. Yeah. So, like, we know that. We know that these are both active players now. Uh, so what we need and what they started to try to do in that cutscene is what makes Zavala so special, right? Like, what distinguishes him as Vanguard commander aside from someone who just listened to Saladin. Because initially, what Osiris was gonna do is he recommended uh, Ikora take his place. That was his recommendation. And they're like, no, nah, we can't do that. That's nepotism, that's favoritism. We have to pick someone else. Mm-hmm. So what is going to distinguish Zavala as Vanguard commander from Saint-14 and distinguish him from Osiris? What is going to be that crowning moment where people are like, yes, you are not just the leader of the Vanguard. You're not just the Titan Vanguard, but you are our Vanguard commander. You are the leader. What is going to be that crowning moment where he really just comes into his own and distinguishes himself? Because otherwise, I mean, he was there during the Red War, oh, but yeah. so was Ikora, so was Cade, so was Shax. Yeah. Like, I mean, even so was Evil Levante was there and Hawthorne was there, but Evil Levante, Grandma was there, right? And Grandma more, was yeah. doing more. Yeah, yeah Grandma was, was doing more out. than Zavala. So um, I wh- think what is I going to distinguish him? I think that's going to come in the fall. Yes, so I agree. Let's back on to the topic at hand. Of course. Speculate why Eris this. is. Um, uh-huh. I think that like it's going to be like 
maybe not Year of the Drifter, but like mm -hmm. it's gonna be Drifter. Oh it's gonna be Drift City. <laughs> Gambit come... Three, Gambit Perfected. <laughs> oh my God. No, but like seriously, like come the fall, like because they wouldn't have done this unless it was important. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't show us an, an out of you know out of game cutscene. That is a cutscene. That's not just yeah. like a trailer. Eris is a trailer because you can tell because the 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 design is a little different. The yeah. the CG is a little different. It feels almost off with her design because of how it was just done. But mm -hmm. the Drifter, that's a cutscene. That's like a classic like Bungie. That's like the Oryx cutscene from the beginning yeah. of the Taken King. It's that design. Oh god. Where like that could be in game. Mm -hmm. Um well, I agree I... that there is a tier list for who, when they're involved, that's how you know shit has gotten real. Oh, Drifter's like on, Cross on top was talking there. about. Yeah. Yeah. And Drifter, now that Kate is dead, uh, Drifter is absolutely at the top of that list. Because, I mean, you pull Saint in, you're like, okay, that's fine. Saint's going to mop up. He's going to kill literally everyone his way. We're going to have tea. Uh, Osiris gets in there, you're like, okay, fine. He's probably going to handle it. He's one of the strongest guardians who's just ever lived. Big uh, boy. He's going to break something along the way. But, you know, he's going to get it. He's fine. Ikora gets yeah. involved. All right, super powerful. Makes sense. Zavala gets involved. That's interesting. Drifter gets involved? The guy who's the sad, lonely rat man in the basement who sticks to himself and He's hates people? rat man! Oh my god. He gets involved? You well, know yeah. it's going down. Well, yeah, because, like, Kalos has been involved. Kalos has his hands in all the pies, right? So, screw Kalos. Um... The planetary characters, I'd love to see more of. Someone was like, I want to see Asher Mir, like, roll up in a ship. Yes. And like, have an Avengers moment. Right? Yeah. Where, like, Asher Mir, um, what's her name? Sloane. Say yeah. we, we bring Failsafe onto another ship and, like, Failsafe is integrated, like. Uh, hashtag make Failsafe an Exo. Ooh. Speaking of Exos. Yep, here we go. Because we're because we're about we're about the hour mark, so this is like the last spicy thing, and then next week we'll do the big debate. Okay, um, I'm ready. I have my points. We'll do ready for we'll that, do we'll, we'll do some scrims for this. Uh, uh huh. After this, we'll do some scrims to tie out the stream tonight if you want to play, or we'll do some yeah, gambito yeah. so I can finish that quest. Um. Mm -hmm. Exo, stranger. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, is that? <laughs> oh, you oh did you think? Did you think I was gonna go Deepstone Crypt? Yeah, I was ready no, either no, way. No, no. Whichever one you wanted to pivot uh, for, I, I was ready. I because uh, in in Calidus, is that a moon of Jupiter? Enceladus is Enceladus? a yes. Okay. Well, All actually, right. that's um, it's the other one. It's Saturn. Saturn. Okay, right. Yep. Possible. Failsafe must be deleted by a virus. Now, failsafe is best girl. Um, Deepstone Crypt is possible. Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the focus of the expansion. Uh, I think it's going to creep in there, but mm -hmm. I would put some... I would put money. Not like a huge amount. I would put money. On How much Deep glimmer we're throwing down? Uh, seeing as how I can get max glimmer in like five minutes, I'll give you 250,000 glimmer. Okay. Um... <laughs> Oh, speaking of, people are like, I want the spider to, like, roll up. Like, have the spider be bigger. Because he's just there. Like, he's a collector. Yeah, calling his debts. Calling his debts. Honestly, if the next character trailer is the spider, I'm going to lose it. Do you? Okay, before we get into the exit, <laughs> do you think we're going to get another character trailer? Do you oh, think absolutely. someone else is going to roll through on the ninth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
um, how likely do you think, because this is the biggest one, right? Because we've, we've already confirmed that in the Bungie Vidoc, the, the fixing the timeline was season of dawn. That was Saint 14, yeah. right? We all yep. thought it was the stranger, but it's Saint 14. We fixed the timeline. He's home. How likely do you think EXO is the EXO stranger is going to praise beast says I don't have 10 K of glimmer. Don't worry. You will. How, yeah, will. how likely do you think the EXO stranger is going to roll up? come the fall because she has to be in the expansion i cannot do a season yeah. with the exo stranger i need a full-blown three months with a full expansion release with story missions tied to her um i think it's incredibly likely given the fact that that is one of the most popular and unresolved storylines with the fan base i mean that has been a question since she hasn't had time to explain and so, it is one of the favorite questions. It's it basically most destiny conversations always come back to and circle around to either Oryx or the Exo Stranger. You either right. get to one of those two points right. inevitably. So so here's my thing. Okay. Do you think there's a connection between her and the Okay, I have two things that I want to pose to you and I want to know your thoughts on it. Um do you think she's connected to the Drifter? Mm. Do you think they have a tie? Or do mm. you think something's going down on Europa and it's like all hands on deck and the Drifter's just showing up because he doesn't want to die? And he's like, you know what? It's time to like finally fight. Uh, I think that given the chance, it would it would have to be literally extinction level for the drifter to come all hands on deck because i mean otherwise he's gonna dip we know he's ready yeah. he'll be like all right i'm out i'm gonna head out well he you says know, it that in, is... um he says that i think it's in one of the tapes for the quest line with him or yeah. something he's like there's there's you we, we literally have nothing to lose he goes mm -hmm. because we tried to die and the traveler showed up and said you don't get to die yeah that his dark stories and or his backstory is incredibly dark um of just how his ghost will not let him die even though he keeps starving to death um but what i yeah it would have to be incredibly serious for all hands on deck beyond like there's no escape it is either do this or die those are the two options uh and then i think it would be all hands on deck okay and i think also it could be that thing where like we can entertain the notion of oh hey the traveler has left that affects him because even though on some level he wants to die and stay dead uh he also knows how serious it is if the oh, yeah. darkness rolls up so i think that could be part of the search as far as the stranger well, that's why because that's why he lives he leaves the dredgens yeah that's why he dips is because he realizes like oh this is like actually he wants guard him him and shin malfur want guardians to find that balance yeah they want guardians to be able to use both yep. but he knows as much as shin that like if you use too much of it like game over mm -hmm. but i'm sorry go uh, ahead. what were you saying no you're good um as far as the stranger and the drifter having a connection it's really hard for me to say outright no because so much wild shit happens in the Destiny universe. And because the Drifter uh, has a connection to the Nine. 
and to just everyone, right? Oh, Drifter yeah. knows everyone. Everyone who kn needs knowing, Drifter knows them. Because Drifter is on Osiris's speed dial. And I'm not sure if they have, like, an Whoa. exile from the tower support group. Wait, what? But, yeah. So in the lore entry, Drifter is the one who spot checks the sundial and makes sure it's working correctly. That's tight. I didn't know that. But, okay, go on. Uh, so he's I didn't on... I not know that at all. That's dope. He knows everyone who needs knowing. Okay. And I think, I mean, we could do some alternate timeline things. They might have had a run-in, whatever you want to call it. But I find it unlikely that they have a direct connection of like the stranger's gonna show up, the drifter's gonna show up, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, sup? Been a minute." You know, like I don't. Yeah, unless the stranger goes to the drifter, like she came to us. I could see the stranger knowing drifter. I don't know about the drifter knowing the stranger. That's fair. So I have another question for you because this was brought up. I heard this a while back. Um, because we got two sparrows with warma. Uh, not well, yeah, with warmind. Um, we got Aeon Drive, like the really polished Golden Age one. Yeah. And then we got the one that was like being built. And yes. the theory was that they were the same Sparrow. Mm. The Aeon Drive being the finished version. Yeah. Or whatever the, the polished one is. There's another theory that the girl who built the first one is Anna Bray's sister, right? Elsie, yeah. Yeah, Elsa Bray. There's a theory out there that the stranger is Elsie Bray. I buy it. You buy it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I buy it. Okay, so then that's like, that's like, if they did that, and that's why she shows up, and it's like, oh yeah. Like, imagine the thing that the stranger was talking about was the fall expansion. Because she doesn't yeah, tell us when, she doesn't tell us when she comes from. She just says in the future. Yeah. She just says, down the road, shit's going to go south. Like, real bad. <laughs> yeah. What if... I'm being honest. What if we lose in the fall expansion? And the stranger shows up. And it's like, this is what I was taught. And, like, not like comes out of a time portal. But, like, yeah. the stranger shows up. And she's like, this is what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then we More spend that whole year fighting back. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, the more the stranger's showing up, not out of, like a boom tube or a T2 time portal or like a convenient yeah. thing. I think the stranger shows up because she's in the correct time. Yeah. It's like when, uh, uh it's like how in doctor who mm -hmm. he can never, he never finds river song in the right time. Yeah. And then finally they do the episode where they meet and like, that's yeah. the right river song. Yeah. Do that. Like have the stranger, like, cause you can have a character just hang out in the shadows the whole time. I definitely think Marasov and the Stranger have a tie somehow. If anyone visits Marasov, I think the Stranger did. Because Marasov mm -hmm. is like Callus and like the Nine has this omniscient like Marasov knows what's happening. She's preparing. Yeah. She made the deal with the Nine to take down Skolos to give Skolos into the Prison of Elders because the Taken were coming. And they mm -hmm. did not have time to deal with the Taken and Skolos. What happened to the stranger in, in D2? She fled to Argentina. She's not she's not around yet. That's what that's what we're talking about. Yep. So uh what I could also see happening is because like we know we have access to technology that messes around with time, is that we're the ones who send the stranger back. Because everything's just gone south. 
and we pull a John Connor of like, we need to fix this before it happens. But she has a limited time window and she doesn't have time to explain what she doesn't have time to explain. Right. And that's kind of our last, haha, gambit. But um, that's our oh last ditch God. effort. And we're the ones who send the stranger back while we try to fix things in the present. I could see it. I. I don't know if they're going to do Eris as the full frontal character again because we had that in Shadowkeep. Nah. I see her being very important. I see her being integral. Mm -hmm. I don't see her as being like the central go-to person. But um I'm I would definitely like to see the drifter. I I I think the drifter's going to have a big role and I would like to see that a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Um So if you had to pit pick one big bad do you think we're getting Savathun Savathun mm. and the darkness team up or just the darkness because there's I swear if Bungie uses the darkness this season it's going to be the biggest waste like I expect it to be there in some capacity yeah but I I would mm. not like it in full capacity uh, I agree that it would be first of all when you asked that question I was like who's the big bad like who's your favorite I'm like Oryx that's dumb but I don't expect Oryx coming yeah. back in the fall yeah no but I thought you were going to ask who's your favorite big bad I'm like no, oh, this, no. this is not even a question that's a dumb, uh, <laughs> dumb question don't be silly <laughs> alright so as far as next season I see the darkness creeping in I see that being more of an actual tangible threat as opposed to like oh there's a mm. spooky pyramid on the moon but uh I see Savathun starting to make her actual moves beyond just setting the board like actually making her moves yeah. by fall or halfway through the expansion but I think the centerpiece is going to be the darkness because if anything that just gives Savathun more room to work while we're busy and if we're whoever wins becomes stronger and Savathun will just be like, all right, cool, I'm going to kill you and add you to my throne world. So either way, she's going to win. Mm -hmm. So all she needs to do is just sit back and let us consume each other. So I think it'll start with the darkness, and then it'll be like, hey, how are you? And the first, that that transition to the seas, to the, the dawning season is the first mm -hmm. Savathun play. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, all right, we take care of that. Then in the spring, here's her next play. Yeah. And it's that, that would be really good, because if Bungie sticks with this, you know, model like they're planning mm -hmm. on it, at least for Destiny 2, that gives us a cadence of an actually important. It's like if, say, at the end of the season, something happens and it's like, Ikora, what happened? And she looks at yeah. us and she goes, It's Savathun. Yeah. Like, all right, so now we know Savathun's an active, like, an actual active player in the game now, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's like, Oh, that was, you know, you did whatever you did in the in the fall. Whether you win or lose that war, I hope it's. A, I hope we lose. Honest to God, I'd love to see us like lose yeah. and then spend a whole year rebuilding and fighting back, like the Red War should have been. Um, but then it's like, okay, in the winter, this is the first assault of Savathun. Like it's yeah. now she's ramping up, and in that that following fall is when we're gonna get either Destiny three mm -hmm. or another expansion where Savathun is like in the system and she's here. Yeah. So. I would be okay with like a year of Savathun content because we've had the Red Legion since we beat Gaul. And I'm like, don't you guys know? Like we have clapped you repeatedly already. Just get out, go home. 
and that's, that's what just people the want. Red is they want they want them to go away in the fall. They want yeah. the Red Legion to dissipate from the zones and step back because it's why are they here? We literally destroyed the only other thing that keeps the Red Legion in our solar system. Yeah. So I mean, we have just absolutely clapped them every game they want to play. Every card game, every ball game, we outswam them. Like the Red Legion just go home. And that's been since the end of that was the campaign. And that's been since the end of the campaign. So I think people would moan about it and they'd find a reason to be upset about it. But if there were just a year of Savathun content, that would be, I would find that personally appealing. And it would make sense because this is the Witch Queen of the Taken with cosmic legacy. Yeah. Like, come on. That would, would make sense to be fighting them for literally a year straight. No, we're not slapping them chiefs. We're slapping them cabals. <laughs> Get it right. Um, and it just it just fits. It's like, okay, this is the first one, right? This is the first yeah. assault. Okay. Then sees the spring season. This is her next assault. Things are ramping up. There's a lot yeah. more taken. Things are getting worse. Then in the summer, it's like her, you know, literally they're about to roll the red carpet out. And then in the fall, it's either Destiny 3, mm -hmm. whether they do a title like Destiny 3 or like Destiny Universe or des or just call it Destiny, right? Mm -hmm. Or an expansion where the doors open, the carpet rolls out, Savathun is here, and now it's the final fight for the universe or like the next big fight. But that was a doozy. We've been on this podcast for an hour. I think this may have been the longest episode I've done hey, in a while. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you did like today's episode, I will be linking the Twitch channel in the description of the podcast episode where you can watch us live every Thursday around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We record the podcast and then we have our regular stream where we play games and stuff. Uh, I want to thank Zephan Blade for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, yeah. being here. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. If you guys want to go see Zephan play more Destiny stuff, he hangs out with some popular Destiny streamers sometimes. Um, I will link his Twitch channel in the description below. Uh, Zeph, if you actually want to go ahead and pop that in chat for anyone who doesn't know, you can do yeah. that in chat. And what we're going to do is next week, we're going to continue this. This is going to be a two-parter. Uh, this was part one. We discussed, uh, you know, everything we discussed. In next week's episode, we will be discussing, or rather debating, what is the better expansion, Destiny the Taken King or Destiny 2 Forsaken? So if you want to be a part of that discussion, please, social links are down below. Feel free to join the Discord to get into the discussion early. Or go ahead and follow us on Twitch or just follow the podcast and be there when it starts. Otherwise, don't forget to lift Feast Game and we'll see you next week.